Hey, Peter. Hey, do my ears look weak? Uh, no, they look good. They, they could be better, though. Hmm. Have any hacks for that? Yeah. I do. Van Gogh. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to You'll Hear It. A podcast about listening and learning all about oh, music. Oh, he was on it today. With <laughs> no, the that new... was wrong. What are you talking about? Oh, well, it was close. A podcast about listening and playing music better. <laughs> you got overconfident. <laughs> I did, and you didn't notice. That's okay, though. But we're all that and more, right? Are we, are we more, though, well, really? We can't be limited to a tagline. It's a daily podcast, man. We give them what we can. It is. We try our hardest. Um, so, yeah, we're excited to be here. Um, are we, we? Are, we absolutely are. We are sponsored by Open Studio. Oh, yeah. Go to Open Studio Jazz and check in on our courses. Look, a lot of people asking us since the beginning of the year, like, what's the best course for me and all that kind of stuff. And um, it's been fun to help folks. We have a lot of knowledgeable people here in the studio. So if you want to call us, you can call us. I'm gonna put the number out there. I'm gonna put your, I'm gonna put your cell phone number out on the airways. Is that okay, Peter? Please don't. No, do okay, that. I'm not. Okay. But the phone number here is 314-329-7201. You didn't think I knew that, did you? I didn't think you knew okay. that. That's impressive, actually. <laughs> um, you can give us a call. We call that going old school. By the way, right now Andrew and Rachel and Dan are like, <laughs> yeah. But you can give us a call. You can send an email. You can send a text. You can send a uh, fax. You cannot send a text or a fax to our landline. Yeah. Yeah. You can Skype us. Now you can't you do that. You cannot either. Skype us. No, but there's a lot of ways to contact us. Uh, if you want to just talk about courses or just talk about life, that's openstudiojazz.com. Uh, so today we're talking. That was great, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> well, I, mean, I didn't know where you were going, and yeah. you went somewhere, and I still didn't get there. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, today we're talking about seven practice hacks for better ears. Now I've known some hacks in my day. Yes, I've sometimes been accused of being one myself. <laughs> That's a different kind of hack. Yeah. So ears. Uh, what Remember we... how afraid we were when we started this podcast, like two years ago, about using words like hack and um, you know life hack and different. And now we just throw it around like it's. Like we're Casey Neistat. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Seven hacks to a better. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. Uh, so what do we mean by better ears? Better ears. Better formed with the correct angle coming from the head. See, mine are kind of pinned That's back. That's not what we like mean. A, like a bat. That a is bit. not like, what Like we a mean. pigeon. I don't know. Uh, we need a better. No, no. We mean big ears. What we say in the business of big ears. Being sure. able to hear, being able to extrapolate important musical content that's actionable as you're playing and listening to music. Now, I had an email the other day from someone asking, do I need perfect pitch to be able to play jazz right? The answer is yes. You no, should, the answer oh, is not? no. No, the answer you is no. You don't need to have absolutely right. perfect pitch. But that's the, right. The more we can work on our ears, the more we're able to hear things and recognize them, identify them. I think that's the key. Yes. Is is the more we're able to do that, the better musicians we're going to be in general. Yes, and when we say better ears, big ears, great ears, we do not mean somebody who is a fan of music that's like, I've listened to all of you know Taylor Swift's and I can sing along and I know all the words to everything. I'm such a great listener. Like You could think you know the music, but that's not what we're talking about. We're, no. we're talking about knowing the nitty-gritty of it. It's not like, I know this car on the inside out, but can you take apart the engine and rebuild it and all that kind of stuff? That's a different level, right? Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So that takes us to number one of our seven practice hacks for better ears. And you know what's funny? We call them practice hacks. These are really foundational principles. I was going to say, there's we're kind of underselling about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. But it's fun. Anyway. Okay. So number one 
is listen to learn. Now, number one is always listen, but what do you mean by listen to learn? So listen to learn. That's kind of what I'm talking about. Like learn how to take the engine apart and put it back together. Don't don't be don't just listen as a fan. Listen as a practitioner. Listen to the intricacies. Listen to the details. Listen to learn the actual chord progressions, the intervals, the melodic pattern, like yeah. all the ins the, the harmonic pattern. The form, like know all that stuff, the theory, know it back and forth. Don't just know how to sing along with it and know what the music video looks like. All right. Oh, you can do that too. Am I getting dogmatic? No, you can do all, all of it is good. It's all good. It's good to be dogmatic. It's good to be open. I like it when you get dogmatic. Hold up, man. You, well, you can't be both. You, of course, you 100% can be. I really? can be dogmatic for a week and then be like, yeah, I'm going to let Oh, I know, but not at the same time. You can't be like, yeah. you got to learn everything. Oh, no, you learn whatever you time. want. <laughs> All right, so that's listen to learn. What do we got for number two? Number two is to sing. Yeah. Now, singing is, I think, super important to, I mean, first of all, singing is the most foundational way we've, we can make music. It's yes. the first way humans it's the make original music. voice. Everyone has the voice. We all have a voice. And yeah. I really, man, I can't encourage you to sing what you're playing uh, enough like we learn all these songs right if you're a jazz musician you learn all these great american songbook songs learn the words learn to sing them even if you're not a great singer you're going to learn so much about phrasing about how to play that melody on your instrument um because you got to breathe you got to breathe and you have to put some kind of phrasing on the song and it's so much easier to recognize when we sing it than you better recognize else. But also, not only that, not only just for the practical application of learning things, but for your ears. Singing helps us be able to recognize pitches and yeah. those intervals in such an important way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's so important to be able to, to sing what you can hear. Yeah, and you do not, we can't emphasize enough uh, that to develop your ears by singing, you do not have to be a good singer. You just no. have to have a good heart and, and want to try. I yeah. really attribute a lot of my early ear development to I, I sang in a, a lot of not a lot but I sang in choirs kind of from elementary yeah. school kind of on just yeah, even when I was at Juilliard I sang Church in choirs. choir because you were at the choir in Juilliard yeah that not the well actually no I wasn't there was only one then I think at the time but pianists had to be part of an ensemble and if yeah. you didn't play I, I mean I played violin but I couldn't get in the orchestra you were kind of put into the choir but it was such a learning oh yeah experience and so I think because even though I didn't have and don't have a great voice, I was always I enjoyed it so much I was willing to be part of that that I developed my ears a lot from that. Man, if I had any free night of the week, I would totally join a choir. Yeah. It's so much fun. There's no other experience like singing with other people and trying yeah. to blend. I mean, Absolutely. it's really a, a, a fundamental human thing. Well, that leads us right to number three of our seven practice hacks for better ears. I love this one. And that is to get a hymnal. And we have Methodist or Baptist, but we're open to any of the world's cultural, cultural, I mean, religious hymnals, right? You got to those the, are the ones we know. Well, I'm, I'm very familiar with the Lutheran hymnal. All oh, the Lutheran. There's a lot of Bach in that one. It's good stuff. Right. Man. Sure. Sure. So any hymnal and sing your part. And so if you're with one of these, I mean, I kind of these are the only ones I know: Methodist and Baptist. But I it's always soprano, alto, tenor, bass. So just pick where your voice is. And then there's a couple ways we've talked about this before. You might play the other parts. You might, while you sing, that's kind of the best way yeah. to do it if you can. Well, you know, Rachel Morgan, our, our dear uh, friend over here, yes. uh, hit me to YouTube videos that only do this, where you can see the score oh, and you can on. sing along with the video like you're in the choir, essentially. It's Try like to minus, blend. music minus, choir minus one. Yeah, it's awesome. I need that. All right, cool. What do we got for number four? Number four is to learn a solo. What? Why would you do that? Well, because that takes some work. It takes <laughs> some ears. Okay. Yeah, and you and you know what? I'm going to um, amend this. Not even learn, and you're talking about transcribing someone else's solo, right? Yeah. So it's not even, I would say if you've never done it before, you don't even have to learn 
a whole solo. Yeah. Start off small. Start off with a phrase. Make sure it's a musical phrase, though. Yeah. And then start off with a chorus. Yeah. And then move on to a solo when you're ready. But the more work you do on this, on transcribing a solo, the more your ears are going to develop, the faster it's going to be. You should, if you haven't done this at all yet, you need to start including this in your daily practice regimen. Right. Get down and give me 20 souls right now, son. Um, I'm so stuck on that that concept. Boot yeah, camp. you really want to be a drill and a drill sergeant. <laughs> I have been all month at our boot camp. Okay, so that's great. So that leads right into um, oh, you kind of changed the order. I like that. Well, so yeah, we just, yeah, change yeah. it up. Uh, learn tunes in different keys. Now, this I think, along with learning solos, is one of the things that's kind of built in. It's almost like a foolproof. That's why we call it a hack. Like way of improving your ears. Uh, if you take a tune, especially if you're a little bit aggressive in trying to take it to different keys, not transpose. We didn't say transpose it. Learn it or, or really just try to play it in different keys. You can break it down if you're a pianist with just the, the root movement and the melody, all the different ways we talk about doing it. But playing in different keys is not about learning to transpose. That's a byproduct. It's about developing your ears. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what is this, number One, two, three, five? Four, five, six. Number six. Number yep. six is score study with a track. So this is something I've been doing for the last few years as I've gotten more into arranging. But more I've, arranging, more I have, arranging. I've noticed a uh, unintended benefit of this is my is my ears have gotten better, and that's score study. Like go to imslp.org, bring up a Haydn symphony, yep. and then go to YouTube or Spotify, whatever you want to find your music. Yep. Listen to that Haydn symphony and read along. And as you're reading, you start to really, you can kind of hear what you're seeing. And yeah. so I think for people, who, especially who might be uh, visual learners or, or that's one of your triggers to help yep. retain things, it really, really helps. I agree. That's great. Good stuff. Um, so for number seven, this is our last one. We've got transcribe. No, wait. <laughs> Didn't we I know. I feel like we did that. But no, we said learn a solo. <clears throat> we did say learn a solo. So learning a solo is really different. You can certainly combine these. But I would say transcribing, I don't know, like I always ended up doing this more... I transcribed some souls, but I did way more le learning souls by year yeah. and not, never writing them down because it just, it, it seemed like so much of the benefit you were getting was sort of front loaded with the learning of it and then yeah. the amount of work that you did to write it down. That, that's a different skill, notational skill, which is great. But transcribing a tune kind of like as you're learning it, I think is really good. I did this with a bunch of monk tunes, sort of grand staff, yeah. right hand and left hand, treble and bass clef because it gets you to really hear. And look, you could actually, you could transcribe you know, hymns or choir. You could transcribe anything. I mean, I, I, one exercise I love is trying to transcribe like the Blakey horns. Oh, you know, yeah. Three horns. Yep. And you have to hear. Yeah. Because sometimes there's some real close movement. That's right. So you're learning you know, those, those, the intervals. You're learning <coughs> the melodic lines. Yeah. You're learning how it interacts with the harmony. It's great. And then getting it down on paper kind of gets you interacting with it a different way. I used to think like do everything by ear only to develop your ears. But I think a certain amount of, and you got to be able to write music and visualize it anyway as well. But doing it away from the souls with the tunes and just anything that you like, I think is a good way to do it. All right. Now we have a bonus. But before we do, let's uh, yes. recap a little bit. Number one, we had listen to learn. Number two, we had sing, sing for your supper. Number three, get a Methodist, Baptist, Lutheran or other hymnal and sing yo part. Uh, number four, learn a solo. Yes. Number five, learn tunes in different keys. Number six, score study with the track. Number seven, transcribe. Today's episode was brought to you by Open Studio. Go to Open Studio Jazz and check out our Piano Access Pass. Yes, you check out everything, but especially yeah. the Piano Access Pass. Uh, it's it's new, but it's kind of our bestseller. So we're, we're taking our cues from the marketplace as as we should. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Um, oh, we got a bonus. Yeah, what's our bonus? Oh, <laughs> oh! At first, I thought this was watch the movie Perfect Pitch. Ah. I, I love that movie. You've seen that? I have. It's great. Yeah, we have to hit that on. We do a review of that on B side. It's mildly delightful. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that would be our second Anna Kendrick review on B side. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, B sides, also known as the you'll hear a take on Anna Kendrick. <laughs> just yeah. talk about Anna Kendrick movies. Um, no, but this bonus is to be born with perfect pitch. This is a great hack for better years. That sounds funny, but it really is. That's the best hack of all. That, it's truly a hack. It's the laziest way to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I hear different numbers of like one in ten thousand people are born with perfect pitch from the scientific community, yeah. but apparently we have two people that are allegedly part of the open studio office and family here, yep. the staff here, which is only eight people, yep. um, with perfect pitch. So that's like, I mean... And it's not you or me. That, 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 definitely not you or me. That doesn't take a lot of math to see. It's not one in 10,000, but it's 20%. So um, anyway, we're going to do a test on that. But yeah, look, if you have You're not special. Pitch, if you have perfect pitch, you, you really just need to learn to transcribe and... and um, yeah, the rest of it, you kind of got it. So there's there's your ultimate hack. Till tomorrow, you'll hear it.